Warframe is finally releasing the long-awaited Divide Paradox this year. Diablo 4 is finally going to have its early access as well as open beta this month. And Destiny 2 Lightfall has released, but the player base is mostly disappointed about it. Let's start off with Warframe, the Divide Paradox. For those of you guys that don't know, the Divide Paradox is something in Warframe that was teased four years ago. Now, due to certain real-life world events, it kind of got pushed back, pushed back to the point where us fans were not entirely sure if we would be getting the Divide Paradox in any reasonable time frame. But, luckily, the Divide Paradox is going to be coming out in April of 2023. So, next month, in fact, it, the Divide Paradox is going to be coming out, which is brilliant. We actually got a little bit more information on it. It is going to include not really a new game mode per se, but a bunch of game modes are seamlessly put into one. It's going to include new music. It's going to include a new experience. It's going to also include a whole roguelike games such as games like Dead Cell or Hades is probably a better example how this will probably play out. Each run you'll get to pick a different set of skills and buffs that are, you know, distributed from like a choice of three or five. There's also uh, area you can pick permanent stuff you can customize your character all kinds of stuff it looks like it's going to be pretty brilliant was it worth the wait or rather is it worth the wait i hope so it looks promising but we do not know for sure if it's going to be good or not, we just have to wait and see. But luckily, the wait is not that long because it will be coming next month in April. Which is good because it feels like we've been waiting four years <laughs> for this. So, I'm actually very excited. My only potential um thing is that it may not seem like Warframe. That's honestly the only thing I'm worried about. It might seem more like Soulframe instead of Warframe. Which, low-key, for those of you guys that don't know, Soulframe is something that 
D is currently working on, and I do feel like the divide paradox is more of a concept, proof of concept for soul frame. So I'm not really sure how it will blend into the Warframe universe. I hope it blends okay. I don't even know if it will become the new normal. Like, you know, it normal and all the Warframe stuff. Sort of like side mission type things. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. It's something I'm both excited about and worried about as a Warframe fan. Because you never know with these things, especially introducing something that legitly looks like it could be its own game into a game with already set mechanics and stuff. It literally uses new mechanics mixed in with some mechanics we know, but mostly new mechanics, if I'm being honest. And that does worry me quite a bit. But like I said, only time will tell. Maybe I'm worried for nothing and it's just going to be a super smooth experience. Don't know why I'm questioning anything. But did I say questioning? I meant quest <laughs> questioning. I just said um, questioning, not a sort of a fun little play on words. I wish I read that clever. But yeah, we will see what will happen. Only time will tell. And hopefully time tells that it's a super fun experience. Like super, super fun. They are bringing a lot of new mechanics. I cannot wait to play around with. Because as I always say sometimes if I feel like it, this is madness. This is Warframe. As many of you guys know, the Diablo 4 early access and open beta dates have been announced. Now, there is a certain way you'll have to do to get access to the early access. First of all, you will have to pre-order any of the Diablo 4 editions of the game on PC, Xbox, or PlayStation, and then you will have access to the early access. The early access is different than the open beta. Open beta is for everyone, but early access is only if you pre-order Diablo 4. Now, if you pre-ordered on consoles, you will receive an email with the code that you will have to redeem on PlayStation or Xbox, wherever you got your copy of the game. You'll have to redeem it on there to download the beta so you can do early access. Which early access will be on March 17th at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. 
to March 20th at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. If you, however, cannot make the early access, that's entirely okay, though, because the open beta, which is the one that's available to everyone, will be from March 24th at 12 p.m. Eastern Time to March 27th at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, I do want to also quickly go over the whole open beta thing and what will be carried over because of the fact that most things will not be carried over. In fact, after open beta is over, after both of them are over, the accounts will be deleted, or rather the characters and whatnot will be deleted. Now, with that said, early access stuff will be carried over to the uh, open beta, but none of that stuff will be carried over to the main game when it actually fully releases. With the exception of um, early Voyager title, an initial casualty title, and Beta Wolfpack cosmetic item. But you'll have to earn these by reaching level 20 and reaching a certain area with one character. And then those will stay with you. So, actually, during the early access, doesn't have any actual game-breaking benefit that you'll have to worry about, which, in my opinion, <clears throat> is very good. Now, let's talk about Destiny 2 Lightfall, particularly the campaign and Strand as an ability. I have mixed feelings about the campaign. I did like the aspects of shooting the enemy and the new characters were okay. Now that's going to be slight spoilers, so if you haven't played through it, feel free to skip this part, but I didn't like it. Someone died, and I don't... I know we were supposed to feel something, but we weren't invested in them at all because it was one of the new characters that we literally know nothing about. And there was this whole MacGuffin thing. Literally, when I streamed the game, I was like, oh, it's a MacGuffin, right? Oh, in case you guys don't know, a MacGuffin is a plot device that literally is just there for a story reason. Like, you know, oh, why is that there? So the story will happen. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is right there. And by the end of the campaign, there were more questions than there were answers. We didn't actually get any answers at all, honestly. 
So yeah, I actually made a YouTube short that basically sums up how I feel about the whole campaign. But let's talk about Strand, okay? Strand is the new Darknet subclass that came with the campaign. So if you bought Lightfall by the end of Lightfall, you will have access to Strand. And you'll even have access to some fragments. If you play Lightfall on Legendary Difficulty, you got uh, some bonus of the Strand Meditation. So you can get access to all your fragments just a little faster. Not a good enough reward in my opinion, considering that Legendary was pretty brutal, especially if you're playing solo like I did. So that's something to keep in mind. Now, stranding the story, so it was somewhat optional, which was fine, but in some parts it seemed like it was mandatory. But with that said, it was weaker than the subclass I was running. I was running a super fun stasis build, so I was having fun with that, and I was surprised and a little annoyed when my stasis build that was clearly better could not be used. So that was a little off-putting, if I'm being perfectly honest about things, but it is what it is, right? They want to introduce you to the class, the subclass, and whatnot, which is fine and dandy, but if I'm being honest, I kind of wish it was one of the things that they were having us do from the get-go. Like, I'll be honest, stasis, not stasis, but strand, rather, would have felt more powerful to me if they gave us it from the get-go, and each time we did certain missions in the story, then we actually unlocked a little bit more of it and it became a little more powerful to us rather than letting us use our main ability some of the time and then giving us that weaker ability that we have to use. But with that said, Bungie did actually sometimes boost up the charge time, so it charged insanely fast. Like the grappling hook from the Strand. I don't use the grappling hook anymore. I changed it out for one of the grenades because of the fact that the grappling hook, when you use it in the story, since the cooldown is increased or decreased significantly, you get to use it like every five seconds in the story. In actuality, it has a regular cooldown, so it's pretty fun if you want to like pair it up with one of your teammates and hook onto them or latch onto them. Maybe do some funny 
YouTube videos or funny TikToks or whatever. But overall, I I don't really think I cared much for it, if I'm being perfectly honest. Now, that is just me talking, probably. I know there's some people in the community, Bungie can do no wrong, and to that I say that's perfectly fine. But as much as I liked parts of the campaign, and I do use Strand as my main subclass right now, by the way, I just, I don't know, Lightfall felt like it could have been better, but I guess it could have been worse as well. I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm being a little harsh on Lightfall considering it came after the Witch Queen, and the Witch Queen was a brilliant storyline and whatnot, I think. I think the Witch Queen stuff was executed very, very awesomely. Definitely room for improvement, but at the same time, I don't know exactly what I would improve or change. I'm not a storyteller. I'm not a developer of the game Destiny 2. I'm just but a humble fan slash content creator playing the game and whatnot.